family, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today. What happens when the ones you love aren't exactly supportive of your spiritual journey? Maybe you're listening to this podcast. Maybe it's a little weird to tell everybody that you do that. What does that mean? Maybe you like crystals. You don't want to tell people about that stuff. Maybe you got a tarot reading. Somebody would think you're weird. What does it mean when the people around you don't support this kind of stuff? But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about that, except for in there are certain cases where that might not be the greatest thing, the, the spiritual awakening journey. You're saying like there's cases when your family should come after you and say like, no. Yeah, I, I think there are, and maybe, maybe um, you know, let's hold off on that for a minute. Okay, you know, Let's okay. hold off on it. Actually, uh, well, the first thing, actually, what I really want is Netflix to send me a check. Why? Uh, we got Penguin Town into the top 10. I know, right? Is uh, it, is it in the, it's not in the top 10. It sure is. Yeah, well, top 11. They don't show number 11, <laughs> but... You think the top 10's, like, uh, made up. It is made up. <laughs> That's like a red rant. <laughs> it's a current red rant. But, I mean, I'm sure Netflix realized, like, how many, you know... There was this huge uptick in, in uh, Penguin, Penguin Town, Town watchers after last week. Yeah, and that's all thanks to this podcast. Yeah, and the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. <laughs> all right, but before we get into to that, I, I actually got this email from a guy named Ed, not our yoga instructor, uh, a different Ed. Yes. Okay. No, you really did get an email and, from and a guy it, named Ed. This is yeah. this is crazy. Yes, Go I ahead. did. Yes, it's it's true. Um, it says, "Hi, Scott and Mystic Michaela. Hope you guys are doing well." I really enjoy your podcast, listening to it every Thursday, usually on my morning run. Okay. Good for but, you, Ed. Yeah, because most of our listeners listen in the shower or the bath. Yes, it's a true poll you've taken. Right. Then when I get home, I open my Aura Color spreadsheet wow. and input any and all Aura Color readings MM has given. Hey, green. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ed is definitely a green. Yeah. Uh, red, blue, or indigo, purple. Um, of your family, your followers, your guests, TV personality. So anytime we mention an aura color or an aura combo. An aura combo. Green Ed here has jotted it down. Okay. And he said, I vowed to do at least 100 people before sending you guys the results. Oh my gosh. I understand this is a green indulgence. <laughs> this is so cool. So he does know his colors. I love um, that he put like a limit on himself. Like yeah. he's like, I will wait till it's a hundred before I contact them. I want enough data. Data. Right. <laughs> it's great. Uh, this is. I understand this is a green indulgence that other colors could probably care less about. <laughs> but being green, I can't seem to help myself. I love that. LOL. There are a few caveats with the data. First, I just did dual auras, no tricolors or single colors, like when you discuss people with pink auras, but don't mention a second color. Also, when you say someone is blue indigo, purple, for instance, I input it as blue purple because I think of blue indigo as blue. How bit a little darker shade? Okay. okay so he's really got this. So he really had to, yeah, make his little caveats now. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okay, drum roll. And here, here's why this actually this email did interest me because we do get a lot, a lot of DMs and a lot of messages saying that we only cover certain colors yeah. more or we color certain colors more than others. It's hey, true. How about a shout out to the Turks? You know, how about a shout out to the yellows, the reds? <laughs> the Turks. Yeah. yeah. Not the Turks from Turkey. Yeah, the, turquoises. the turquoises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so here is the data based on 100. Okay. Again, of course, we've probably mentioned these colors way more times, but uh, based on the last 100 from Ed. Here we go. Blue, purple, 30. Yeah. That's the number one. That's the top. Indigo, purple, 
15. Okay. So 45% right yes, off the bat a lot of are blue, indigo, and purple. The blue and the indigos, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got some work to do here. Yeah, I got to do Kella. better. I got to do we, better. We got to be better. All right. Uh, green, blue, 11. Okay. Yellow, blue, 9. Oh, green, okay. purple, 7. Red, purple, 7. Okay. Yellow, purple, 7. So, you know, yellow's getting a little short end of the stick I know, here. the yellows. Uh, red, blue, 6. Okay. That's probably me talking about myself six times. Yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> yellow indigo five i yeah, i need to do better turquoise purple we probably mentioned abby a couple times three yes red indigo zero yeah does that even exist it does but it's so rare green indigo zero although your dad might be a little bit of a green indigo right right uh green blue turquoise indigo zero what's ed he's uh ed is green and indigo oh, green indigo okay yeah. yeah you know i think we were talking about this. A lot of our market, I guess, or a lot of our listeners would be more like the indigos and blues with a combination color and right. purples with a combination color. So it's hard to cover like, you know, colors outside that or whatever. Yeah. Episode 37, a long time ago, I did do a deep dive on aura combinations. I did. But we could be due for another one. We definitely could be. I agree. And he did ask that question. He said, I have no idea what this might be. Might be to you, if anything. It is. No, yeah. we sat here yeah. and thought about it. We liked it. Yeah. So we thought about this. We've crunched it. Yes. So, any other greens that are hesitating to send us a <laughs> strange and odd email, please send those. There's like at least three. Like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. Someone just. <laughs> like, ooh, they ooh. gave me permission. Yeah. I just, actually, we just got one. Um, <laughs> These raise all sorts of questions. Like, are these representative to real life, or are they really skewed towards purple or towards empaths because so many listen to the show? And I, and I think that That's is what it the is. case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in real life, I don't know that 45% of the population is that indigo purple, blue, purple combo. Yeah. It wouldn't be that skewed no. that high. No, that's the thing. And that's why like you as a listener might feel like the odd one out a lot in your life because you probably are because that's kind of who's who our listeners are. The odd one out, it's kind of like the more rare aura combos. But the thing is with the yellows, and this is interesting to me, I read a lot of yellows. Like I read a yellow indigo today, like a phone reading. Like I read yellows all the time and I need to do better with yellows. Yeah. It's true. And we definitely got to do better with the turquoise because there's three Three percent, you know, three out of a hundred. So. And my own kids a turquoise. Yeah, I mean, we, we, Mr. Michaela, we can do better. <laughs> we can do better, Scott. <sighs> All right, thank have, you, Ed. Yes, thank you, Ed. He says keep, tells us to keep up the good work. Okay, and he is looking forward to hearing about some red indigo people. Okay, and of course, green indigos. Yes, on upcoming. Well, we just had my dad. Yeah, on the Nature Empath episode, he was a green indigo. I mean, yeah. I think we might have said green, blue, or green. He's indigo. like I can't a blue remember. to go. It depends on what day I'm looking at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing very well right now. Yes, that's great. Yeah. He's actually um, watching this show. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. No, he's back in Buffalo. Okay. All right. We wanted to take him back with us, but he couldn't come. All right. We have a couple ads, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about some uh, an interesting topic. Okay. Let's do that. So, Scotty, have you been seeing that? You know, we go, we work out at the YMCA. And there's a lovely girl. She's very purple at the gym, and she's wearing very see-through lycra. I have not seen anything. Oh, sure, nothing. <laughs> Everyone notices uh, her. I, That's the first thing I see when I come in because the lycra is very see-through. I only talk to men there. Okay. Well, 
Listen, you don't want to give people a free show. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you do. Maybe Jumanji. maybe you do. Maybe that's but you know maybe you don't. And okay. if you don't, Girlfriend Collective's <laughs> really for you. You know when you feel confident, you feel like you can do it all. And who says you can't? Whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, doing lots of squats at the YMCA, swimming, or sitting on your couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes you can feel your best in no matter what you're doing. And you know what? It's sustainable. It's ethically made active wear for everyone. Such a high quality. So nice. Feels so good. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. Their sizing is inclusive, which I really appreciate, ranging from extra, extra small to 6XL. So there's something for everybody, whether you're working out or running errands or just doing nothing at all. Girlfriend Collective has functional fabrics, colors, and styles for any activity. The best-selling leggings, I mean, I'm telling you, they are squat-proof. They come with pockets, okay? I love that for my phone. And have different levels of support, whether you need compression or comfort. They use recycled materials to make their clothing, and their shipping is 100% recyclable. So you can wear it and know that you're doing something good for the planet. And Girlfriend Collective also has a garment take-back program called Regirlfriend. So once you're done loving your pieces, a long time from now, of course, and I can't imagine sending them back because they wear great, send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear. So join the collective today. So listeners of the show, listen to this. Girlfriend Collective is offering you $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash KYA. That's $25 off 100 or more. When you go to girlfriend.com slash KYA, that's girlfriend.com slash KYA. They got great colors too, like really nice colors. Today we're talking about going on a spiritual journey and sometimes that includes going to therapy You know, personally, when I was going through um, some awakenings in my life, I needed help and better help was there for me. So let's do a mental health check-in. How are you really and what do you need right now? You know, therapy can help you. And what is therapy? It's whatever you want it to be. You can get some tools to help you with motivation, depression, anxiety. Maybe people don't understand you. Maybe you're feeling isolated. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. It's really whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because honestly, you deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is actually about. See if it's for you because you're your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And know your aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey. Okay, so you said that you're going to tell us about when it's appropriate for your family and friends and partners to come after you for following a spiritual path. Yes, that's right. And, so what is that? Okay. So you know Manson. Yes. And Jones. Yeah. And R. Kelly. And Koresh. <laughs> okay. And Negan. But do Negan? you... Negan? <laughs> From The Walking Dead. Okay. But do you recall some of these famous cult leaders? So you're saying cult... Yeah, and that's... I'm so glad you're bringing this up because like... Yes, that's a hundred percent. Like, if everyone's coming at you and they're telling you you're joining, like an act, that's something to pay attention to. Right. Okay. For sure. Okay. Right. So, all right. The first one I have here is they were called the Angels Landing. Okay. Okay. And uh, they were located in Wichita, Kansas, 
Kansas must be like a – is that like a hotbed for it? I think there was a couple there. Okay. And the leader was Lou Castro. All right. So I'm looking at – I don't know these people, by the way, so I'm looking at the picture with you. All right. So give me a take uh, – an order of take on Lou Castro. He's red and purple. Okay. Red and purple. Um, He looks like he – there's something decisive with not just controlling people but controlling their every little motivation, money – I mean, I just get like he wanted to be like a god in his own world. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like um, that. Like, but it feels like pers- he's very personable. He's probably very charming. Like that. Yeah. But scary and and oh, could yeah. hurt people physically. Yes. Very good. Okay. Okay. And again, you did not look into these. You know. I no, did, I didn't. I did my little Rudolph uh, Red Rose Reindeer little spin there. You know. So these are the ones that are not as well known. Okay. In the beginning. All right. So he convinced people that he was a seer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he could look into the future. Ah. Kind of like you. Um, <laughs> and he, this is the, the thing, he would tell you when you were going to die. Oh. So, I mean, I guess so if he said like, you know, September 8th, 2008 or something and you okay. didn't die, he probably figured out a way to kill you or whatever. But, okay. And nonetheless, um, anyway, he was, you know, he was known for like being very flashy. There's probably your, your purple yes. red. That makes sense. Money. A lot yeah. of money. Yeah, yeah. The cash um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was driving around like uh, Billy Ray Cyrus in his yeah. Maserati sports car. That's very red, purple, um, narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing is, nobody knew how we got the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he, you know, he wasn't doing like any, you know, pon- like the Ponzi schemes. Okay. Of, like, you know, you know, Bernie Madoff type things. He wasn't right. a finance guy. Right. Anything like that. Uh, anyway, in 2003... Uh, a member of the community of, of April of Angels Landing, Patricia, died, and then in another freak accident, her husband died. Mm. So they started to look into this, you know, investigate it. Yes. Uh, so I guess what Castro was doing, and this fits into all that when you're going to die thing. Yeah. Uh, he was taking out life and in- huge life insurance policies oh on members. And then every couple of years, he was killing some of them off. Would he kill them? <laughs> I don't It was accidental. So. It seems like he, yeah. So he's got kind of that organized crime thing going on. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. And that actually makes sense that he's more red-purple yeah. than the typical cult leader that you'd think of as like more of like a, a green. Nothing against greens, though. But, well, just the know. way, no, it's the way that the filters work. You know, everybody has color. The colors just like control how, evil can be any aura color. It's just going to control how you operate it. Right. You know, so with reds being evil, red, purple, that combination being evil, it's going to be about attention seeking. It's going to be about flashy. It's going to be about violence. Um, and like the overt violence is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah the, right. <laughs> and like kind of the charming, right. like on the outside, it was probably very charming, a personable. Uh, not not maybe didn't seem as weird as mm-hmm. like maybe the other cult leaders would seem. Yeah. You know, that when you usually think of a cult leader, like maybe he was like, oh, I had a great conversation with him. He's totally normal, a normal dude. Like he can pass off right. like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Getting the insurance policies. All right. Good thing I don't have an insurance policy out, out on me. Life insurance policy. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. Because you are a seer too. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> not like so that. again, if you are thinking, if you know someone that's, you know, Talking about Angel's Landing, then you know, then you might step in. Okay, what's okay. the next one? All right, Heaven's Gate. Oh, that sounds slightly familiar. I think it was a was it a TV show? No. Okay. All right, maybe not. All right, founded by Marshall Applewhite. Okay. And Bonnie Nettles. Oh my God, I'm looking at their pictures. All right, what do you get from? Let's do uh, let's do Marshall first. I mean, I don't talk about this often because it never comes up. And also, I you have to be really careful, like when you say this word now, because the spiritual community just like hijacked it and use it for like people, like politicians and things, and it's not real. 
um, this guy's a reptilian. Like, this guy is, and I don't do a lot of the alien stuff. You know, I don't talk about a lot of that all the time. But he's pure evil. It's like there's just lizard skin underneath him. He's not human. He freaks me out. I got like a galactic kind of vibe with him. He does not associate with being human or humanity or anything. It is freaking me out. Okay, now I want to tell the the listener, and you can choose to believe us or not believe us. uh, Mystic Michaela here does, she did not do any of the research. So let me tell you what this guy did. He believed actually in a system of aliens. Stop it. Are you kidding? I kid you not. Oh my God, I got like chills. Uh, Spaceships. I really um, didn't look at this up. This is crazy. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, and you I know, just have to believe this. It's annoying when people like when I can't prove it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he believed that the the Earth, the planet Earth, was in this like imminent recycling. Okay. Uh, whatever that meant. That's I maybe, creepy because I don't know. Ugh, keep going. Yeah, and then he believed, or maybe Drew, I don't know. He, he told his followers that there was a spacecraft called that was following. The Hale-Bopp Comet. Okay. And basically, if you were a member of Heaven's Gate, you were going to get onto that spacecraft that with him. That creeps me out. Yeah. Because I don't... Here, I feel like he believed himself. Yeah, well, that would make sense with your I really your do. I feel like he him. believed himself. Because that other guy, like Lou, like he knew what he was doing. you know. Right. But like this guy, I feel like he believed it. Yeah, there's a huge difference here between him and Lou. Now, his little accomplice, what's her name? Okay, so his... I, I don't know if it's his wife or not. I apologize on that. Uh, Bonnie Nettles. Okay. She freaks me out in a different way. She is so one color. She's all blue. And I'm going to tell you, the woman, she's possessed. Like some, like, and I don't use that word a lot either. Something entered her and took over. Mm. She feels like a Stepford robot type situation. And I, I, and I, like looking at these people is like, honestly, once in a lifetime, aura situations for me like this is not like because some people are gonna be like that's like my brother like no like this is this is very uniquely something evil entered her because she's blue and i feel like she thought she was helping him okay well so what's her deal yeah no i i i'm not really sure i think she probably was uh well anyway what happened was uh 38 members of the heaven's gate uh committed suicide uh they basically uh, had barbiturates and put it in some applesauce. Uh, I would have put pudding. What or, year you know. was this? Do you know? No, I have to look I that up. I feel like I slightly remember, because when you said the mask, were they all wearing the same sneakers? Yes. Yes. They were all wearing okay. Nike shoes. And not to be crass, but I I remember SNL doing um like a funny skit about that. Okay. Like they took all the pictures of the shoes and it was like, wear Adidas or something like that or Reebok yes. or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah. Bonnie Nettles was 1974 to 1985. I think she passed. They were, were together. Did founded they kill in 1974. themselves too? Um, in the whole thing, or I, no? I, don't, I would have to get back to you. Okay, on that one sorry, again. I'm asking That's all like, these questions. Uh, but they did. What, what I do know is that they did keep five dollars and seventy five cents in their pocket, which is I thought kind of weird. That's so. Yeah. Like honestly, they give me the chills because there's yeah. something to it. Yeah. That is evil, yet not exactly made up. Yeah. Which freaks I mean, what, me out. Reading the $5.75. I mean, I carry typically $5.87. <laughs> um, so I, that, to me, that's normal. Right. Um, okay, you got to move on. They, okay. they, like, honestly, like, they're not just bad. Like, something freaks me out with those, too. I All don't right. want to look at their picture anymore. All right. Okay, let's throw that one away. All okay. Right. All right, we have two more here. Okay. All right. Now, this one is horrific. This is, we'll do trigger warning here on these oh, two. Oh, God. We what won't are you get making into me the, look at? We're not going to get into the, the, all the 
details of this because it's too, okay, so too this disgusting. Is, so just be very clear, you guys. This is a trigger warning. Tr- trigger warning. Okay. If you want to skip this part, definitely skip this part. All right. Okay. So this is the Children of God. They had a few names, uh, Family International, I, you know, a few other names over the years. The, the leaders of this were David Moses Berg. Oh, my God. And his wife at the time. Scott, and she's still alive. He's disgusting. Okay. Karen Zerby. Okay. So, all right. This what's his David, feeling? he's evil. Evil. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's different than that other, the other two even. Worse. It's, I, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to, I guess, quantify what's bad. The last guy, the reptilian dude, he kind of, like, believed himself. This one, he's just evil. Like, he destroys souls. He, he, he destroys people. And like, from did. the inside out. He did. Yes. So what did he do? Okay, so I mean, his his big thing was combining the teachings of Jesus and um, sex. Okay. Uh, so he would do what they called, and everyone knew this uh, it was called flirty fishing. So what he would basically do is he would have people of younger uh, women of his of his cult uh, playing, you know, you know, Jumanji to the extent, you know, huge level of Jumanji with new members. So to get people to join. Okay, so he just used sex to recruit. Right. Okay. Um, and many times it was not with people over uh, 18. So it was pedophilia? Yes. This is, okay, I don't even want to hear anymore. Yeah. Because I think we all get it. Children now, of God, we get it. Yeah. Now, here, well, here's one that you're, well, let me just do a couple more things on this one. Um, so it just it turns my stomach. Yeah. I mean, and again, it was live, It was kind of like a live for the moment thing. The apocalypse was upon us. Oh, um, they do that crap. Yeah. Nobody worked. Nobody went to school. They would beg for money. And believe it or not, the actor who we've talked about on this show, I think he's Indigo. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix Stop it. was born into. He was. He didn't like become an active member. He was born into it. So his oh, parents, he was a victim. He was a victim of this cult. His, his mother, parents his had mother, him yeah. do yep. that with, uh, like, with adults. I'm assuming. Yeah. The poor Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. His mom got when, eventually they they some of the women of the cult you know saw this was happening. Oh my god. Um and. <gasps> Joaquin Phoenix. There's a couple. I think oh. Rose McGowan, or there was oh, another two. God. These all. This makes a lot of sense because yeah. these these people, you can tell they like a lot of trauma. Yeah. Like those two actors. Wow. And um, you know. Well, well, how? Okay, how is this Karen not in jail? She's a yeah. She's alive. She's still the cult is still around. So I don't know how many members. The but, apocalypse didn't happen. Yeah. So like, how do you explain that? I don't know. With all these cult leaders, I think they always do one thing wrong. Okay. They tell always them. need to put in a cop apocalyptic date a little <laughs> further into the future because they always put it like, all right, it's gonna be twenty ten. It's gonna be twenty twenty one. It's gonna be twenty twenty four. If you're yeah. gonna do an apop- apocalyptic date, you should put that like two hundred years into the future. Yeah. That way, but then know. they can't like live for, like they can't I be know. as manipulated. I know. Um. Well, thanks, Scott. Yeah. This was dark. It was real. I mean, it was, <laughs> I just hit the tip of the iceberg. Really? He had children and horrible things. I can't to even. his own children. Ugh. And his right. son committed uh, suicide. Oh, it was, oh so um, awful. And double murder, suicide. It was horrible. Jeez, wow. Um, so, again. Don't Google that. Yeah, don't Google that one. Trigger warning. All right, trigger warning off. Okay. All right. I have a little, one last cult. Okay. And, you know, th- th- this one's a little bit more jovial, so okay. to say. Not as bad as those other three. All right. So this cult is... A jovial uh, cult? Yeah. Okay. Jovial cult? Can okay. you have a jovial cult? All right. Yeah, like a happy cult. Okay, it's a all happy right. cult. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So this cult is led by... Oh, I, I, for some reason I got the name is scratched off. My note, I have my notes and I don't have the name of it. Okay. So I'm not going to... Yeah, all right. Uh, they're led by a woman uh, who claims to see uh, colors around people. 
Um, her husband is very odd and encourages people to play a game called Jumanji. That is. Uh, what's up with that? Um, some, you know, red, they call them reds or greens. Husbands, you know, red or green husbands feel that this is something fishy going on when they talk to their wives and girlfriends. Um, people are being warned about the color lady. Yeah. They're apparently in January in Fort Lauderdale, Fort South Florida purple, they're having this major event where they're all going to show up. Um, the tickets say it's going to be a full buffet breakfast, Kool-Aid included. Oh, no, Kool-Aid, no Kool-Aid included. No Kool-Aid. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> That's funny, Scott. All right. Of course, it, that is the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Um, uh, I have been called a cult leader we have been on called. occasion. But, you know, it is true. Like, because, like, whatever. And we've said this before, back in February of 2020, yes. before life ended, early right. February 2020. Yeah, we had our Mystic Michaela spiritual mm-hmm. gathering, and the hotel thought we were a cult. Because, like, <laughs> nobody knew each other, but everybody right. was, like, ha- like seriously, the whole weekend, like, best friends. Yeah. And the, the hotel was like, what's going on? And, like, somebody got asked, like... Are they a cult? Yeah. I don't know. At least three people came up to me and said, are you a cult leader? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yeah. But we don't care. (laughs) We don't care if you do anything. Right. right. We're (laughs) jovial. We we really don't care. We're jovial. Yes. (laughs) You just have to have like good vibes and not judge us. Yes. (laughs) Although we do, we do have uh, cases of MIR. So uh, just in case. All right, we have well, a couple I'm ads. I'm really glad you grouped me in with those people. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the lady that sees colors around people. <laughs> All right. All right. Two more ads. And- then I'll get into it. All right. Every once in a while, I just need to realign my health. I need to get back on track. I need to break my sugar habit. And Sakara is the way for me to go. Sakara helps you not to just eat healthy, but truly enjoy it with chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. So this is what happens. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are delivered to you. They're made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to minimize your sugar cravings, boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. I'm in the middle of a three-day meal plan that they sent to me, and I'm going to tell you, I sleep like a rock at night since doing it. I'm very full. Um, I feel like I'm eating enough and I just have like a little bit more energy than usual. Sakara's chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are backed by cutting-edge nutrition science to boost your health and stoke that glow of yours. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and this amazing herbal. They have amazing herbal teas um, to support your nutrition. Experience their best-selling metabolism super powder and metabolism super bar to control your sugar cravings, reduce bloating, boost energy, and reduce fatigue. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. It's really good if you just want to battle something, you know, three days, it's done, and you just feel amazing after it. That's Sakara, 
S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash K-Y-A to get 20% off your first order. That's Sakara dot com slash K-Y-A. There's nothing worse than getting that credit card statement in the mail. You just leave it on the table. You dread looking at it. Listen, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA. Please don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash KYA. Okay, let's talk about what to do when your spiritual journey isn't really sitting well with the people around you. I do many readings and... One of the things I've learned about people, especially people in relationships, is that we have to leave space for ourselves and for others to grow. That something we held as a belief for a long time can change. It should change. We should evolve our beliefs. We should evolve what we thought about five years ago might be different now. We should expect other people to do that too. That's good. It's okay if those things change. And someone we love, we need to allow them to have those changes as well. So when relationships are bonded by a more 3D existence, it can be harder when one person starts a spiritual or more 5D or fifth dimensional journey and the other one doesn't know what's going on and they can interpret it like it's silly because they're scared or they can feel insecure. 3D or third dimensional meaning more of the stuff of this material world. So I'll see like people bonded over things, gossip, materialism, their image, surface stuff, partying, distractions, spending, addictive tendencies, or just a feeling of numbness. And then when one partner now is growing or craving a deeper, deeper connection within, which is spirituality, that deep connection within, and with their higher self and their higher power, This can disrupt the flow of the relationship because then you can start not having things in common. So when you're on your spiritual journey and the people around you aren't, it can create a bit of a valley between you and them. And either they are going to support you, join you, or they may ridicule you in an attempt to discourage and control you, or they could completely turn their back on you. So let's dive in. First off, As I always like to do on here, I like to start with us, personal responsibility, where we're at. So let's let's say that you're like, I'm the more spiritually evolved one here. Okay, let's say you're saying that. Right there, that can be an issue 
we all connect to spirit in different ways and the ego is tricky. The ego is the human part of you that likes you to stay the same. So the ego will come in even in the spiritual world and try to keep you down. And one of the ways it can keep you down is by making you think you know more than other people. (laughs) And so even in this, like, you know, obviously, you know, you're in a partnership with somebody and you're on the spiritual journey and they're not, that doesn't mean you know more. It just means you're going in a different direction. We all connect to spirit in different ways. Sometimes the one we love connect to spirit, but they don't call it that. Just like in the most recent Nature Empath episode, we discussed how like gardening or working with your plants or even sometimes connecting with objects you love can be a source of spirituality for you. Because what is spirituality anyhow? It's a personal relationship. It's about you. It's not about anything else. It's very internal. It's when we connect with the human condition, the soul, and the forces around and within us uh, to create focus there rather than the material world. We place emphasis more on these unseen emotional connections and ideals more than the ones of our 3D, third-dimensional, ego-driven world. And there is a whole spiritual community with quotes around it with lots of words and terms and labels for things But honestly, many people practicing spirituality have to do it in their own ways. You can't do it like anybody else. You have to do it in the way that works for you. And you can call it that or you you might just call it something else. And it could be out of the two of you, you're just the one calling it, you know, a spiritual journey or awakening. And, And they're just calling it, you know, their hobby or just how it makes them feel good or what challenges them or whatever. So making sure we check our judgment at the door is the first step to navigating a relationship where one of you is more into this stuff than the other, because you could both be just as into it, just not into the labels or calling it what we're calling it here or somewhere else. And again, with the whole spiritual community, you got to be careful because like I said, this is a personal journey. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what somebody else says. It doesn't matter what a group says. You know, it matters. Does it resonate within me? That's the focus. That's the point of spirituality. It's building up that voice inside of you that feels true. That's your connection to that, which is greater than us, God, whatever you want to call it. That's what you're building here. And you have to be careful in any sort of group, kind of like a you know, religion or a spiritual community. There's something called like group mentality. And you have to be careful you don't get swept up into it. You always have to maintain like, okay, let me ground myself. Does that feel right to me? And you might not have a clear answer. It might just be like, I don't know. Well, that's an answer. You sit with that. You process it. That's spirituality. It's building up your own voice. I just had a reading with a woman, um, been married a real long time with her husband, very in love, and they have two almost grown kids and they own a business. And, you know, she's always been into this like woo-woo stuff. You know, she's fun with it. You know, she she does this and that and like, oh, you know, fun, real chill about it, nothing too crazy. Um, And her husband, you know, he's super green and he's a very hard worker and they have their own business and he's very logical, but he respects her and he loves her and he lets her do all her, her stuff, you know, and, and he can laugh about it, but he also sees that it makes her happy. So he supports her. But then she was telling me the other day, he surprised her and saying, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to talk to a therapist, which for him was like, that's like, what? (laughs) Like, you're going to do what? This is super not like you. 
And he wanted to talk about stuff from his childhood. It was totally out of the blue. And he said he wanted to know why he was the way he was. And, and really right there, how beautiful. Because she, of course, was telling him his whole life, like, hey, this is why you are the way you are. That's what you do when you're in a relationship. But, you know, now he was really ready to listen. And, of course, he was going to do it his way. And, and that's the thing. Like, when, you've, when you do spirituality, it, it's your way, not somebody else's way. So even if you're in a partnership like these two, married forever and in love, and he gets it and he gets how it works for her, but he's going to have to find his own way that it works for him. And that was a spiritual moment for him. That was a growth moment. And he's not going to call it that. (laughs) He's just going to call it trying to find out the way he is and why he's the way he is, whatever. And and what what a nice connection. So something like that, that's a spiritual awakening. I mean, he might not call it that and that's fine, but that's what it looks like on him. So we all do it differently. So yeah, so without getting into labels, you can just like look at somebody and look at yourself and here are some... Here are some characteristics of what a more spiritually evolved or connected person actually looks like. They're good listeners with open minds. They're willing to to hear new ideas and really consider them. They're someone who really checks in with their actions and consequences of said actions. Okay, like does what I do measure up with what I said? They have their growth mindset individuals. So every opportunity, even the ones they fail at, are learning opportunities, moments that they can evolve. They see things that way. They understand that there's bigger things to consider than what others think, than what life looks like on paper. They're less ego operating than most people. They see the bigger picture. When they want something, they let go of the control. They just put it out there and trust that the right thing will happen. They separate their self-worth from their material possessions, from what they look like on paper. They understand that those are two different things. They connect to people, animals, and nature in empathic and in-depth ways. They understand that their actions have consequences. They show some sort of belief in that being good and paying it forward matters, and they don't boast about it. It's not an ego trip for them when they do something good. They just do it. They don't tell anyone about it. Love is first with them, and they're very selfless in that regard. So they put love, they put others, they put the bigger picture first. So that's what spirituality really looks like. And that's what, even if they're not calling themselves that, if you, if you see those characteristics in somebody, that's good. You know, they're, they're on their path. Sometimes it's a case of semantics. So you know that you were already spiritual, or they're already, well, you know that they are already spiritual, but not calling it in the same way as perhaps you are. But you may want to start like involving them in what you're doing as a friend or a partner. You want the people that you love, especially like a lot of us listening, we, we like the people that we love to, to get excited about the things we've discovered. You know, your aura explaining and this and that, or like, oh my gosh, what's your sign? What's your birthday? This crystal? You want to like, it's fun. So you want them to have fun with it too. And many empaths tend to want to bring the people that they love along with them. But if it's the semantics, if it's just a case of semantics, it's going to be okay. So you may have your crystal meditation or your salt bath and, and they understand that this is for you and that's cool. Okay, that's, that's your thing. That, if that makes you a better person, they'll support you. That's good. They may not believe in the things the way you do, but they know it makes you happy. And maybe they know there's something to it. Maybe they're like, you know what? I don't get it, but there's something to it. I'll admit that. And it's okay that they can poke fun a bit, a bit. 
They might call your crystal your magic rock collection. <laughs> they might poke fun at your meditation practice. They might say like, oh, you and your colors, but then secretly be like, you know, what color is my mom? You know, they're into it. They just might also joke about it. If it's all in good fun and silly and lighthearted, it's really okay. We're going to talk about what happens if it's not. But if it's lighthearted, that's okay. That's fine. Another thing you don't want to do is you don't want to preach. You know, nobody likes to be lectured at. There isn't a correct way to do any of this because it's really a personal journey about you and how you do things. It's great to get excited about all this stuff that's good for you, but it's not a good look to shove it down anyone's throat. I find that just making parallels to what you've learned as they do things they enjoy can be helpful and funny and open up conversations. And sometimes they listen, but sometimes they have to take it in their own time, their own mind frame, their own ways of making it their own, and that's okay. And I'll tell you, just pro tip, put that book about manifestation or whatever, like in the bathroom or angel numbers or like whatever, stick it in the bathroom, stick it in, stick it in your partner's favorite bathroom where he he or she spends the most time. And I count on it. They will pick up the book. They will, they will look at it. They will read it. My husband, Scott, you know, everybody always asks me like, Hey, how did you get him to like go with this? He's the biggest skeptic. Like he doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And here he is, you know, and now he does. And like, how, how did I get him to go along with it? I think a lot of it was just like letting him figure out how it worked for him. You know, like just, and I think that's a big thing. Like, for example, like with meditation, I'm big on meditation. It's really helpful to me. I'm not perfect at it. I don't do it every day, but I try to do it a lot. It doesn't work for him. And it might not work for a lot of people, meditation, the way that traditionally it's taught. But with Scott, for example, he loves binaural beats and that works for him. You know, so it's just like finding things that work for your partner. It's going to be different than you. And they have to go on their own exploration and their own journey for that and get their own insights out of it. The other thing you're going to want to do is you're going to be a role model. A lot of I statements. You know, when I discovered this, I started seeing this in my own life. Just make it personal. Talk about what makes you happy, that you learned a concept and how it opened your eyes to things in your own life and the, and the positive consequences from that. So many people have told me how knowing their auras have helped them heal their relationships with family members, that they've been able to rethink the way others are, not take them as personally and live peacefully with other people's just quirks that aren't going anywhere. Sharing this insight with a partner, just pure and vulnerable and from your own point of view is enough to just kind of show them that like, yeah, this works for me. This works for me. And maybe it would pique their interest too. Maybe not in the same way as you, but in a different way. Because it's not like you guys don't have to travel the same path. There's many paths to the top of the mountain. And as long as they're going on theirs and you're going on yours, you share with each other different insights. And it's nice. It's nice to have different insights too from different mindsets. Um, You want to be careful with getting stuck on who your partner should be. Especially now I see this so much on social media. There's so much info on there about twin flames, soulmates, kindred spirits, past life connections, et cetera. And yeah, those exist. Like all those things are real, but, and it's okay to learn and think about it and wonder about it in your own life and how it's shaped you and formed you and what you learned from relationships like that. But wanting your partner to be something they are not is a very slippery slope. Getting stuck in the wanting what isn't there is an ego trick. It can destroy your relationship. 
and it's not part of your spiritual journey. Your spiritual journey, let's say you're with somebody and you're on a spiritual journey and it's just kind of like sometimes the ego comes in and I see this all the time in readings and they have you attack your relationship. The ego's like, oh, if you get rid of him or her, everything will be better in your own life. Now, this is a case-by-case basis, obviously, but I always tell people if it's not an abusive relationship or anything like that, let's take it one day at a time here. Because the ego likes to try to get you to destroy the relationship that you're in sometimes. And one of the tricks, especially in the spiritual world, is, oh, what's the passion? I'm not feeling the same passion. I don't feel this like, oh my gosh, like this this earth-shaking, you know, Edward Cullen, Bella Swan moment when we're together. You know, that's not real, okay? It's not real. That's not long-lasting. It's not fitting into the fairy tale that a lot of the spiritual community will shove down your throat. Um, So it's something that you might want to take a step back from and notice and be like, is this an ego trick? And you need to open your eyes to your partner in a very new light. You have to see them as a soul, as a person, as a unique individual in this world not fitting into who you think they need to be for you. So making sure that the language of the spiritual world doesn't pin you down to what you think you have to be in order to be your best self and your best life. Unrealistic expectations aren't helpful. I think what I'm trying to say is spirituality is not external. You don't find yourself in the arms of somebody else. I know it's not fun to think like that because like all our literature and narratives, you don't find yourself in the arms of somebody else. You have to find yourself inside first, then you find your right person. Or who you're with, it works better. Or it doesn't. But you have to find that internally first. And anytime we've had those connections like twin flames or soulmates or kindred spirits, yeah, it shakes us. But a lot of the times it shakes us because something inside is happening. There's some sort of lesson that we're learning because of the connection. It's not because of them. You know, I watch like, you know, oh my gosh, like... Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, for example, they're like all over the, we're twin flames, we're soulmates, you know, we wear low cut dresses and, you know, he's got nails and look at us, you know, we're so passionate, you know, come on, you know, like that's, they're selling you a bill. I'm not saying that they don't feel that way, but I am saying that a lot of us look at them and we're like, oh my God, like, wow. And then you look at, you know, your husband sitting on the couch, kind of watching football and you're like, hmm, (laughs) you know. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't look like what Megan Fox has. <laughs> but like, you know, it's a fair, you know, and it's funny, like we can laugh at it, but like sometimes I know this because I read a lot of you guys. It's like, oh, I want that. I want to feel just like, just renewed. I want to feel like, oh, and that's the trick of the ego because it's not going to be from somebody else. You're going to do that with yourself and it's either going to happen with who you're with um, but it has to happen organically first. So there, so we got to drop the fairy tale a little bit in order to kind of like really honor the partnership that we have going on for us. I hope that makes sense. I'm not putting down anyone's husband. I'm sure they all have Machine Gun Kelly in them somewhere. Okay. Also, yeah, again, like you can't rely on your partner for a spiritual connection. That's like not what they're for. That's not what you're for. So many times I read people and like they end up being kind of like the touchstone for their partner. It's a lot of pressure to be the touchstone for your partner. Like you're always healing them. You're always fixing them. You always have to be exciting. You always have to do this or that. 
That's too much. Like they got to go find it in themselves. That's exhausting. And the same thing. And, and it's like if somebody has a void and they're trying to fill it with you, that's exhausting. And the same, it flips around the other way. If you have a void, you're trying to fill it with somebody else. That's exhausting because voids can't be filled externally. It's got to be filled internally with your own spiritual connection. Some red flags for when somebody isn't like, we've been talking about partners that are kind of cutesy about it, or they're like, ha ha, you know, that's great that you're into this stuff. You know, I'm going to make light fun of it. No big deal. Okay. That's fine. But here's some red flags because I will get people sometimes who are like, um, Oh, my husband, he says I'm such an idiot. And uh, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't believe any of this stuff. And he thinks like, I'm just really dumb and I fall for scams all the time. But, you know, green people, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, your husband's not nice. That has nothing to do with anything other than that's not nice to call you those things and to make implications that you have bad judgment. That's not nice. Red flags. You're being ridiculed, made fun of in a very nasty way. Like, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You fall for anything. You're soft in the head. Okay, we don't need any of that. That's, that's not right. Your, your partner gets jealous or angry of your practice because honestly, the more you self-improve, the less you're leaning on them for your spiritual connection. Sometimes people that we're with need us to need them because they chose us at a time in our lives where we did need somebody to need us like that. And now that you're finding a spiritual connection, the external approval isn't as important. And it's about the internal approval and that that's going to trigger somebody who is extremely toxic and insecure at the same time. So they start getting jealous of you going to yoga or jealous of you meditating or jealous of you having some friendships that are a little bit different than what they're used to. They start preventing you from doing things for yourself in this way. Maybe they hold back finances. Maybe they, you know, like I said, and like we talked about, there's a difference between somebody protecting you from yourself versus you're doing something that's just, hey, I'm going out for coffee with a like-minded friend. And they're like, no, you can't go out. You're not doing that. I don't like her like that. That's, there's a difference. Um, There's some sort of it's me or them ultimatum when it comes to your spiritual practice. There are beliefs that you have um, that are now being made fun of in a really nasty way. Perhaps you're turning away from your traditional religion or, you know, you, you can be, you can be an organized religion like Christian or Jewish or whatever you are. You can be that and have a spiritual practice. You, you can do both. A lot of people say that you can't, and that's not true because all it is, is getting closer to God in you. That's all it is. And if, and, but sometimes, and I'll see this a lot in a relationship with one, one person feels like it's mutually exclusive, having just like a spiritual meditation practice, you know, doing your things with your crystals or whatever. And you know, how, how you are traditionally practicing a religion with them. You can feel pressured to believe what they believe and the way they believe it. I mean, there's so many ways this can just the way that you vote, you know, even, or the way that you think or the way that you do anything, they want you to think exactly like they think. Otherwise, they can't. There's no room for you to have your own thoughts that have evolved. They have to stay the same. That's a, that's a red flag. And finally, you know that if you share your feelings, beliefs, or practices, you're going to feel rejected, 
and unloved. Like it goes that heavy. It's not just a silly ha ha. It's like, no, you're wrong. And we're not talking about it. And I put my foot down about it. It is not okay for somebody to ridicule you when you're trying to improve yourself. That's control. That's fear. That's abusive. When you're trying something new and it's a good and healthy thing for you, then all a partner needs to do is support you. Remember, spiritual journeys aren't just meditating in the woods with fairies and hippies, people, okay? It's getting therapy, or it's starting out with that healthy eating plan, or it's reading a self-help book, or it's taking a walk every evening, or it's journaling, or it's putting yourself first. It's being open and vulnerable with the way that you speak. It's taking personal responsibility. It's making new friends who are good for you, who are your friends. And if you're getting made fun of for any of that, there's something more at play here. If you feel like you're being made fun of for trying to improve your existence, that's not okay at all. And I will see from time to time this happening with my clients and they kind of forcibly just laugh it off. Like, haha, green people, right? <laughs> like, and it's like, no, he's not just a green or a person who doesn't believe in this mumbo jumbo. He's being cruel to you. You cannot believe in it and not be cruel. So, you know, and let's just take away for a minute all the aura stuff or the crystals or the psychic stuff. Ask yourself, is this like this with this person? Anytime I try to do anything for myself that would make me a more complete and healthy person. When I challenge any of the boxes he's drawn around me to stay in, what, how do I get treated? Because sometimes the spiritual awakening is just like the trigger for it, but it's a lot of things. It's just this one ends up being kind of the big, the big one. So I hope that this helped you kind of open your eyes you know, to having some sort of understanding that being on the same page doesn't always mean calling it the same things and red flags for when somebody really does need to get checked in the way that they're speaking to you or interacting with you as you're on your own personal journey inward to connecting with that which is greater than us. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So, yeah, one of the number one questions I get is how is Scott so accepting of you? How did he come around to it? Because, like, you really, you were a tough sell. Yeah. Um, No, (laughs) I'm definitely a tough sell. And um, I've actually been asked this question many times, too. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, and a lot of people say, you know, my husband, you know, he's not into it or I can't get them into it. And I ask what color their husband is. And, you know, you, you think you're going to hear the term green. You think, you think they're yeah. going to say it's, it's not the greens. The greens are an easier sell than the reds. Yeah, the greens can like make it at science or right. something. Right. They can talk about energy and you can talk about, oh, she just sees the energy and color. Right. Or you can categorize all the different people into different, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, personality yeah. types or whatever. But the reds are the toughest. We're the most skeptical. Um, so if you do have a red boyfriend or a red husband or something like that, he's probably going to give you the hardest time. Yeah, or she. Yeah, Or, or she. Yeah, or she. I apologize. Um, yeah, it, it took a long time for me to come around. It to, did. And it took me a longer – like, mo, you know, I see some people, you talk to the, about these colors and things, and they get it right away. Yeah. Like, like, right away. You know, I'll ask you, you interview – like, you'll go on an interview. I'll say, did they get it all? And they're like, yeah, they got it yeah, right away. Yeah, some get it right away. It took me years to get I it. Know, I know, like, I know. Years. I mean, I don't fully understand it right now. Uh, <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> it. You're like, I don't even know where I am What's or what we're talking here? about. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whatever. Now you can read, but you read pictures now. Like, you know exactly. Yeah. You do a really good job. No, yeah. but th- it's not even about the auras or the colors. No. It's really about, like, the spiritual journey. I yes. think you were like, you know what? This makes her a better person. And I believe her. So, yes. and, and, I, and at any point did you think I was losing it? No. Okay, and, that's and, good. And that's, uh, yeah. 
that's good. I'm just guess. wondering. No, I, and I think well, that's what made me actually. You're the one that really truly made me the believer, honestly, mm. because I believe in you, Aww. and I, you know, I've never doubted so your intentions. Yeah, and I've never doubted your 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 you know telling the truth. Right. Well, you um, know me, I guess. Yeah, right. I, I know you. So, meaning, you know, I know you're not lying. So either you know you're totally bonkers, like you just yeah, said. Yeah, like I'm bonkers. Yeah, or or, you're, or there's or this happening. is real. Right. Yeah, this is real. So I mean, I'd rather go with the assumption that this is real. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So it's really my belief in you that led me to this because yes, I am the biggest skeptic. I am still the biggest skeptic. I, but what about your own spiritual self? Like, like your connection to a higher power? Because like you have a hard time with that yourself. Oh, I'm getting deep. No, I do. You do. You have a hard time like with the with that which is greater than us and kind of. No, I, all of that. I, no, like, I truly do. Has that helped you it connect? Ha- it yeah. has, and uh, I mean, you know, like you know, sometimes I wake up in like a, a cold sweat. Yeah, you, you know this. Yes, uh, sometimes I will wake up. No, this is true. In a cold sweat, and it's this idea of like eternity, like passing, and there's like nothing. I know. You know, and that just happened to me. Like it, it wakes me up in like the middle of the night. I know. So it's not like something that like when I'm thinking now. I know. Like, uh, you know, you know, like I make some crazy noises. Uh, you do. And, and I a, freak out. It's the middle of the night. I'm like, honey, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to die. I'll be with you forever. Right. It's okay. And, uh, <laughs> Poor Scott. No, it, it is scary. Yeah. And then, you know, it just it subsides after like a few minutes of, of pure panic. But, uh, uh, you know, what, you know, I do question that. Like, you know, I mean, maybe some other people do like what, you know, and, and, you know, and I live with you, a medium who has connected so many people to people that have passed, but yet I still at some times think, yeah, but that's hard. It's it, like, this is eternity. like you have logical evidence in your own life, but do you make the connection? Can you jump to that connection yourself? I think that's a big thing for people. Yeah. Like, can you? I, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway. Well, I feel like we have to find some resolution to that because it's like depressing me. No. Well, you, it happens. I mean, it happens less. Yeah. I think that it used to. Well, I feel to. like you get busy on trying to help people. I do. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of your your connection to that, which is greater than us. Like, how can I help people feel good yeah. or feel seen or feel validated? Or Yeah. I mean, that's just how what I see in you. Yeah. No. And. I'm still just starting on this journey, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, <laughs> well, we are, we all are. Yeah, but I'm like way behind everybody else still. <laughs> like everyone just jumps right ahead of me. You know, oh, it's you, you know, so I'm like, sad. I'm on like space two on Candyland. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. I've always, you know, I'm just a slow learner. You are. Please, you know, no, right. you're yeah. not. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway. Wow. All right. So we asked the Mystic Mail, the spiritual family. Bringing. Bringing the sadness today, like yeah. cult leaders. I'm drinking existential it. crisis. <laughs> it's late. I haven't had enough coffee. All yeah, right. all right. All right. We asked the we asked the family our our jovial cult. Just <laughs> the new name for the Mystic Michaela spiritual yeah. family, led by the lady that sees colors. The jovial cult. The jovial cult, led by the lady that sees <laughs> colors. Okay. Whose mom was Anne Frank in a past life? I don't care what everybody does. All right. <laughs> Has a partner, friend, or family member been hesitant to accept your spiritual journey or awakening? Yes. Did they come around eventually? All right. So we did find that most people, it was reds that stood in the way of this. But all right, read one. Read one all right. Us. So Angie wrote, my fiance actually left me after I went to a tarot class to learn to read as well. As once he found out I was going to partake in the world meditation that was held for Australia when they needed rain. He told oh. me I was crazy and delusional and couldn't see himself raising children with me anymore. <laughs> That's right, not nice. Now, now, you see, like me off the bat, too, would, I would say the same thing. Not anymore, maybe, but at some point I might have. 
Well, um, you would never no, leave, I wouldn't put it, break up with me if I went to be like, hey, I'm praying I'm praying for rain for a place that needs it. You wouldn't be like, you're delusional and I'm leaving you. You wouldn't no, say that. No, I would you would say, might make fun of me. Yeah, I'd probably make fun of you. But you wouldn't like be nasty about no, it. Like no. that was like, he had some, he, there was something wrong with him. Well, of course, everybody in the family was like, he sucks and it's great that you left him and she agreed. But, um. Yeah. yeah, look at that. Like, how, how insecure are you that, like, you have to break up with somebody because they, like, <laughs> just want to learn some tarot and pray for rain? I don't oh understand. Gosh. All right, what do you got? All right, I got Heidi here. Okay. All right, I talked to my siblings. I have five of them at Halloween about my journey. They thought it was very interesting, but I started to feel a little bit like an alien. <laughs> Uh-oh. You didn't join Heaven's Gate with uh, Marshall stay Applewhite. Stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. stay away from Applewhite. Right. <laughs> I tried to tone it down. So they didn't think I was crazy. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what changed, but suddenly this summer they all started to take an interest in it. Now we're all part of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family Yay. and podcast listeners. It's been so helpful as we've been dealing with some family trauma. Yeah. So happy to be able to share this with them and thankful for all the self-discovery that happens here. Yellow, she's a yellow and blue. All right, so again, here's a case. You know, at first maybe it sounds a little kooky, crazy that you're going to join the uh, spacecraft at the Bop comet. But then they turn around and they then come they're around. like, "Hey, actually, I think when people are like, "Hey, my, our you know our mom is like that," and if that's what yellow is, that sure is what mom is. And yeah. like, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hmm, so what else about this or what else about this?" But not even like with colors. It's just um, with lots of things. Just kind of yeah. Maybe if you make it your own. I mean, I think what's what's best. You know, not to pat ourselves on the back here, you know, but, uh, you know, we're bad at doing all the different colors, I guess, as we talked about the, <laughs> the beginning. Combos. The combos, yeah. Thank, but, thank you, Ed. But I think we are good at kind of making some of these spiritual things a little bit more accessible. Yes. Again, making the paranormal normal. Yeah. And when people hear what we're talking about, maybe, they, you know, they're like, oh, okay. You know. Well, I think you should be skeptical. You know, definitely. I really definitely, yeah, definitely think you should be skeptical. Yeah. And like I say, like, it doesn't matter what color I say you are or what color you think you are. It doesn't resonate yeah. And and like with anything in this world, be it the crystals or the tarot or the any reading or anything you get, did it resonate? Did it make me feel good? If the answer is yes and yes, then that brought you closer to yourself. And then I think like when other people see that, yeah, but you're right. I I, I make the paranormal normal. That's my deal. That's what right. that's what I like to do. All right, what do you have? Um okay, so Karen writes I don't go too in-depth with my family because none of them believe in this kind of stuff. But the little I have shared with my mom, she just kind of sarcastically brushes me off. Her response is always something like, okay, that's weird. My whole family says they've noticed how much I've grown in the past two-ish years, but they ignore the fact that it's because of my spiritual journey. So, All right. you know, they're like, you've grown, but, but you know, we're not going to talk about why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one for, I got two more here. Okay. All right, I got Robin. She writes, oh my God, my mom asked my sister if I worshiped crystals. <laughs> Does Robin worship, worship crystals? Do Why? we have to be worried? Why is she putting those crystals in her bra? <laughs> What's wrong with your sister? <laughs> I right. mean, it's okay to ask that question yeah. though. Maybe you are concerned. And she sends me a daily daily prayer every day because she feels very strongly that the only religion acceptable is Christianity, Christian-based. Okay, please. I tried talking to her about alternative spiritual ways of thinking, and she paused for a while and said, as long as you know that Jesus is our Savior and he'll forgive you. So it didn't really go great, but some people just aren't ready to explore new ways of thinking. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. Tough, it's hard because, like, 
I'm not knocking any religion, but like they all have really uh, diverse origin stories that are very creatively told. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what the difference is between that and like this crystal lowers my anxiety, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Lee writes, my green husband had no idea there was such a thing as a quote, spiritual journey. LOL. He tries his best now, though. He tells me to just manifest it. And he even asked the other night if I thought our toddler was still red because he felt red when he was around 10 months. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's great. So, yeah, he's like, okay, that, and that's fine. That's, like, funny, normal. Like, all right, just you know, go manifest it, honey. And, you know, they, maybe it's not for them or they can't use the lingo, but they support you. Yeah. All right. I got, and got one more here. Okay. And we'll, we'll close it out. All right. All right. This one is from Jay. Just signed it, the letter J. Okay. He has changed so much. He used to help me clean my tools. Oh, God. I remember a time where it was good enough for him to put floor joists into a barn. He has moved on his own spiritual path. Will my twin flame ever come back to me, M.M.? Oh, Scott. Jebediah is reaching out to you again. It just says J. I I don't know. I don't think it's about me. This is not about me. Wow. No. How did how did you find that letter? It was in it was one of the, the things on oh, the thread. A, oh, he's in yeah, the was, Facebook group. Yeah, it was okay. in the thread. Yeah, it was the last one wow. on the thread. That's so sad. Yeah. So all right, nobody's gonna understand that unless you're a longtime listener. But thanks so much for hanging out with <laughs> us guys today. We appreciate you. This podcast is for you and about you. And you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.